Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Talk about National Grandparents Day. Do we have any grandparents in the house who will fight for their grandchildren, fight for their lives, fight for their spiritual lives, their eternal life? Come on. Amen. Doesn't that just make you so happy? Man, that blesses me. I'm over there almost crying. That just touched my heart. I don't know about you, but I think we should give the Lord another praise for grandparents. Come on. My gosh, I'll never stop fighting. I'm a grandparent, Lydia and I, and we will never stop fighting for our grandson. Amen. (laughs) Right there. Amen. So how many grandparents are in the house today? Look at all those hands. Mm. Amen. That song says it all, doesn't it, Mom, Dad, Grandma, Grandpa? Uh, It reminds us of the culture we're in right now and the war that's going on for the souls of our children and our grandchildren. How many of you were willing to keep fighting the good fight of faith? You'll never stop fighting for your family. Come on. Is somebody with me today? Are you all choked up like me and can't say amen? <laughs> amen. You know, as, as a grandparent, I'm motivated to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy of faith for my family. And I see that little three-year-old, here he was yesterday out at his baseball game playing t-ball, and man, just chokes me up to think how his future can be shaped because somebody will pray, somebody will live by faith and walk in a level of integrity with a love for God, a love for the things of God. And we're passing that down. Amen. Is anybody with me here? Are y'all just stunned? Or We're kind of a Baptocostal church here. We like to get excited. Please get excited with me here. I know you'll be excited at 725 tonight at the Cowboy kickoff, and I'll be there right with you. But I need you this morning. Somebody help me. Help the preacher. Say amen to the preacher. is like saying sick him to the dog. You know, there's a generational blessing that flows out of your life, whether you realize it or not. And there's a teaching in Proverbs, in Proverbs 13, 22, that says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Talking about grandparents. A grandparent passes something down. 
And I'm here to encourage you grandmas and grandpas, never stop fighting for your family. Amen. Some of y'all, I'm sure you got calluses on your knees. You've been praying and believing. Because not every, not every story uh, looks so good on the outside right now. But we serve a mighty God. And he is working behind the scenes to turn every grandchild story upside down. They may be away right now, but they're coming home, coming home to Jesus. And you're playing a role in that. You, Grandpa, you, Grandma, Saba, Nana, you might be the only one praying right now for your family. You might be the only one standing in the gap. And you ought to wear that as a badge of honor, prayer warrior. You ought to wear that as a badge of honor, mighty man, mighty woman of valor. Come on, somebody. We'll never say that. I'll never stop fighting for my family. Amen. I was preparing a funeral service uh, this year, uh, last year, about this time, many of you remember May Town said she worked in the bookstore, and God gave me a word for her uh, at the funeral uh, because she left a legacy. I met a lot of her family, and it was just a tough time. Any funeral is a, a tough time, uh, but so proud of May and the legacy she left. And this was the word that God gave me, and it applies to Grandparents Day and all you grandparents. And it says that our children are messengers we send to a time we will never see. And that's so true of our grandkids. Our grandkids, we're speaking into their life and praying for their life, and we're turning them into messengers so that they can give the message of the love of God, the love of Christ. We'll never be there to see it. They're going to grow up, nurture, admonition to the Lord, and represent you 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road, 50 years down the road, and you did well to sow that seed into their life. Good job, Grandma. Good job, Grandpa. Let's give grandparents a great big hand clap. Man, that's powerful. I want to just seal that in prayer. Just bow your hearts with me, mom, dad, son, daughter, grandma, grandpa. Father, we want to bless you today for all of our grandparents. Thank you so much for bringing us to this place and time. You brought us through so much, Lord, and we're so thankful for your faithfulness. We're so thankful that you have raised us up to make a difference in the lives of our family, our grandkids. You've raised us up to fight for our family, to leave an inheritance, an inheritance of faith, an inheritance of love, an inheritance of grace, an inheritance of mercy, of joy, of peace, of power, of the abundant blessing that comes with serving the Lord. And so this morning we stand in the gap.
Is someone standing in the gap with me? Come on, pray in tongues right now. Stand in the gap for your family. Use this opportunity to pray for your family. Make mention of them in your prayers right now. Bind the devil, rebuke every evil work, and loosen the holiness, the power, the righteousness of an almighty God into, into their lives. Father, we bind the devil and we bind every evil plan that would come against our family. our grandchildren and we pray it all be done for your glory in the name of Jesus in Jesus name man I think we should just give the Lord a praise don't you come on somebody and I want to ask Pastor Luke could you come we're going to not only stand in the gap for grandkids we're going to stand in the gap for Pastor Tiz together. So if you're a prayer warrior, get your prayer on, Pastor Luke. Amen. Let's all stand. Come on. Let's go to war, amen. Come on. What a day of praise and worship we had today, amen. Come on, just lift your voices. Just give God a clap roffing of praise right now. Come on, let's just enter in one more time. Hallelujah, God, we welcome your presence into this place this morning. Father, we thank you that your word says, God, where two or more are gathered in your name, Lord. There you are in our midst, Father. Lord, that we enter into your gates with thanksgiving and praise. God, we're in your gates right now, Lord. We're in your presence right now, God. Lord, we just offer up all the praise of our hearts right now, God. Lord, let every square inch of our hearts just be filled with admiration and praise for who you are, God. Lord, we magnify your name right now. We thank you, Lord, that you are a God of miracles, Lord. Yes, oh Lord. You're a God that says you're the same today, yesterday, and forever. God, you're the same God today that parted the Red Sea, Lord. You're the same God that opens blind eyes, Lord, opens deaf ears, Father, and we just magnify you, God, for the opportunity to come into your holy place, Lord, and give you praise and glory, Father. Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done in our lives. Is anybody thankful for what he's done in your life? Thank you, Lord. God, we're so thankful for what you've already done, Lord. We're not forgetting about the things that you've already brought us through, Father. Lord, we thank you like the song says, if you've done it, then you'll do it again, Lord. So, Father, right now, I just lift up my voice in praise to you. 
God, along with this family, this army of God in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just bring before you every need, God, that is in this house today, God, whatever that need is, Lord. But God, I want to honor you and respect you and magnify you, God, that you are a God of healing and physical miracles, Father. So right now, Father, we just receive your miracles into our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak healing over mom in the name of Jesus. We speak health over mom in the name of Jesus. God, we speak life over mom in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise right now. Everybody in the building, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's seal it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Give it up for Pastor Scott. Yes. Thank you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. We'll never stop fighting for you, all the pastors. We pray for you daily, for this church family, for those of you in Portland, around America, around the world, partners, friends of the ministry. We'll never stop fighting for you. Amen. Uh, what we want to do right now, guys, is uh, we want to read together the confession of faith. Do we have that? Do you have your Bible? Look at all those Bibles. And some of y'all raising your cell phones, I know that's your Bible, and you're not watching uh, the pregame show. Amen. Here we go. Ready? This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It never changes. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I boldly declare I will live how it says I should live. I will say what it says I should say. I will be what it says I should be. I will have what it says I should have. This is the day the Lord has made. Today I receive the miracle power of God through healing, finances, deliverance, family, forgiveness. I will stand and pray for a biblical nation. I will stand and pray for the nation of Israel. I will stand and pray for all nations. I declare that we are one nation under God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a loud praise. <sighs> Man, that's church. Does somebody feel something? Amen. I feel the presence of God. Amen. And if you don't feel the presence of God, at the end, come down to the front and we'll pray that your feeler is healed. Hallelujah. I've already preached uh, one sermon this morning in Torah study. We meet uh, every Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 8.30 intercessory prayer, 9 a.m. Torah study. Uh, you're welcome to uh, join us. Uh, how many of you uh, come to Torah study? Where's all my faithful Torah study people? Look at you. God love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
and and you can uh, uh, listen to those sermons and all of the church sermons uh, on uh, the New Beginnings website. Uh, and so uh, for today, Pastor uh, got a hold of me yesterday and said that he was going to be with uh, Pastor Tiz this morning. Uh, as she goes through some of the uh, uh, walks, she's walking through things by faith, and uh, but he's going to walk with her. And he said, Scotty, uh, go ahead and take the service today. And I had a message on my heart uh, that I preached earlier that I'm going to re-preach. It'll come out a little different, uh, but it's called Living the High Life. And it's not high as in H-I-G-H, like Miller High Life. We're not, this isn't a beer commercial. It's a Bible commercial. (laughs) It's a paid religious announcement. And uh, in Hebrew, uh, the word high is spelled C-H-A-I. And we'll talk about this in just a minute, but that's the uh, title of the message, Living the High Life, because God has a great destiny for each of you. And many of you are walking at such high levels of faith with such high levels of vision and expectation. The love of God, the grace of God, the spirit of God is on you. And those of you that need to play a little catch up, there's a shofar sounding every day for 40 days to stir you, to excite you, inspire you, and motivate you to get busy living. Amen, because there's a high life that is promised, and and we'll get into this. And the reason this all came up is that every week uh, there's a different Torah study. And uh, uh, back in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, they developed a systematic way of reading the Torah. And so there's uh, 54 Torah studies plus all the biblical holidays, and today... Uh, uh, the one of the most famous uh, scriptures uh, and one of the greatest concepts in all the Bible comes up, and we want to teach that today, and it's out of Deuteronomy 30. If you have your Bible, I saw many of you raise up your Bible. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Uh, it says, and this is God speaking to you and I even today, although it was originally meant for Israel, God says, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life. Someone shout out life. Oh, that you would choose life. God's telling you the right choice. Oh, that you would choose life so that you, and this is for grandparents and parents, and your descendants might live. Oh, my gosh. What a powerful verse. And it's a key theme that comes up throughout the whole Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, and that theme is called the theme of life because we serve a God of life, 
Not a God of death. He is a God of life. And the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and gave him life dwells in you. Each and every one of you have a spirit of life in you. Come on. And so life is at the center of our relationship with the Lord. One aspect of life is eternal life in the world to come. Another aspect is abundant life, down on the ground while we're still around. Amen? And when you're thinking about eternal life, what's the famous, most famous scripture in all the Bible? Hopefully we'll see guys on TV today watching football with a sign in the end zone, John 3.16. Amen? John 3.16. Say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have, but have, How many of you here today have everlasting life on the inside of you? Amen. Central theme of the Bible, everlasting life. It sums up the whole gospel, John 3, 16. And it's the ultimate purpose why we live by faith, why we've received God's forgiveness, why we are the redeemed people. We've been redeemed. Amen. And the reason all of that is happening in us is because God desires that no one should perish, but all come to a knowledge of the truth and receive eternal life. Amen. And eternal life comes through the ABCs. Do we have any teachers here? We need to get back, teachers, to teaching the ABCs, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Amen. And the ABCs of eternal life is accept, believe, and choose to live for God. Accept, believe, and choose to live for the Lord. How many of you live for God? How many of you believe in his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ? How many of you are spending your whole lives focused on living for the Lord and accomplishing his divine purpose for your life? That's a decision that leads to eternal life. Amen? And it's a decision that not only affects you, it affects your family. Please hear me. Those little grandkids of yours, they're seeing what you're doing. They're riding in the back seat, and you've heard about secondhand smoke. They hear secondhand language. And all of a sudden, that secondhand language, when you're talking about the things of God, you're talking about the promises of God, you're speaking faith, you're speaking the Bible, you're speaking the Word of God, all of that is secondhand being sown into that little girl, that little boy's life. Train up a child in the way they should go. And that includes, and we'll talk about this uh, in just a bit, about what you say. Amen. How many of you agree with me today our kids are worth fighting for? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so God is good. 
turn and tell somebody, God is good. All the time. All the time. Get that little Baptocostal thing going. God is good. Where's Pastor Troy? God is good. And God is good because he gave us access to eternal life. The Bible says you need to lay hold of eternal life. You need to grab on to eternal life and don't let go. And if you're like me, you might have to go through some white knuckle sessions, but hang on. If you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on, Sloopy. So God is good because he gave us access to eternal life, and he also gave us access to abundant life. Abundant life, yes, includes eternal life and a place in the world to come, but it also includes a blessed life right now. Another key scripture that you need to know by heart is John 10.10. And I'll just read the second half. I don't even want to talk about the devil right now. The devil is a liar. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more, more abundant life. The Living Bible says, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness, a fullness of life, a blessed life, a quality life, an overcoming life, a victorious life, a life where you are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, where you are manifesting the promises of God in your life. Turn and tell somebody, sounds like me. <laughs> the word for life in Hebrew is high. Can you, can you say that like uh, you're in Israel? High. <laughs> Got to roll that uh, language a little bit. High. It's not H-I-G-H. It's C-H-A-I, and it means to live, to life, to keep alive, to revive, to repair, to restore. Oh, is somebody seeing where God has taken us today? I have come that you would have life, high life, a kind of life that makes you alive. A kind of life that revives you, that repairs you, that restores you, and makes you whole. Some people teach you need to live a broken life. No, I lived my life for the devil broken. I came to Jesus and he fixed me and made me every whit whole. A whole life, a revived life, a restored life. Oh, I'm tweaking somebody's old religious theology right now. 
when, when you're in Israel, if you go shopping with us down in one of the main cool places to go, it's called Ben Yuda Street, and they got all the, the gift shops and stores. It's real fun, and you can get your shawarma there, and uh, you, don't, you don't know what shawarma is? Why are you all looking at me like that? <laughs> it, it, it's good Mediterranean Israel food. But you're down there, and, and you'll see the high jewelry, the high necklace. It's a combination of two letters. We won't get into all of that today. Uh, but it's a symbol, a Judeo-Christian symbol, that, that, and somebody may be wearing a, a high necklace today. And, and, and it's saying, I value life. I have the God kind of life working in me, and I'm a living, walking, breathing example of how God can take a dead man walking and turn him into a man that's full of life. Oh, is somebody out here today? Come on. And then, you know, you toast, when you toast at a bar mitzvah or uh, even during Shabbat, uh, every Friday night, uh, the, the Jewish toast is l'chaim. L'chaim. Say that. L'chaim. Yeah, you didn't roll your tongue there. You got to <laughs> <laughs> growl when you say that in a good Christian way. L'chaim to life. Because God is life. And he wants you to live the high life. Amen. Turn and tell uh, your family, let's live the high life. Amen. The Greek word for life is zoe. The only time I ever heard that word before I was saved was when Frank Zappa named his daughter Zoe. What the heck is Zoe? What happened to Sally, Jane, and Sue? Zoe. But in the Bible, uh, uh, that especially in the New Testament, the word life is translated zoe, and it means the God kind of life. I have come to give you the God kind of life and that God kind of life more abundantly. It means a fullness of life. And it's not just talking about eternal life. It's talking about abundant life down on the ground while we're still around. It means a lifetime of life. When you get to be my age, I turn 69 in a few weeks, a grandparent, proud grandparent, proud father, yeah. You, uh, you want to be able to look back and realize that the life I lived made a difference. I'm leaving a legacy. I'm leaving something behind where there's a trace I was here. Do you ever think like that? Does that ever dawn on you that you need to get busy living? 
get busy living the high life. God, I don't understand all the high life and what it means, how it pencils out, how it calculates, but use my life starting today to make a difference in my family, a difference at work, a difference in my church, a difference in my community. Make me be a light to the world and make a difference. Amen. Jesus said abundant life. The word abundance means to be above. I like that. Beyond what is regular. Jesus came to give us a life that is beyond what is regular. You're not a normal person. We knew that. You are an extraordinary person with an extraordinary destiny. Oh, help me now. I got a couple amens, one from my family, a couple from the staff, but I'm not hearing from the Methodist side over here. I'm not hearing from the Presbyterian side over here. I now anoint you Bapticostals with a love for the Jewish roots. Bam! You got it. Bam! You got it. And that's what Jesus he's saying. I, I have come to give you an extraordinary life. Now look, I understand how the world works. You grow up and the devil tries to make everything dysfunctional. And then you try to figure it out on your own. Like you, uh, like you need some kind of pop psychologist. No, what you need is Jesus and the living word of God. And he will work things out in your life. And he will cause you from both going from broke. He'll take you from broke, busted, and disgusted into living an extraordinary life. Exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what you could ever figure out on your own. How many of you have witnessed that in your own life? You have, God said, I have witnessed to, uh, against you today whether you're choosing life or death, blessing or... Who chooses life? Who chooses blessing? Amen. So do I. So there's eternal life, abundant life. And in both cases, God is working out his divine destiny in your life. Amen. Amen. Now, I, I, get, I, I have two giant devotional books at home that I love to study out of. They're, uh, uh, they're like war and peace novels, you know. They're like 500 pages each, and they're by Pastor Rick Renner called Sparkling Gems, Volume 1, Volume 2. And uh, in his devotional he writes an expanded version of John 10.10. 10. And I want to read it because it just, it, hopefully it'll get you out of your seat. Hopefully you'll claim this for yourself and, and it'll inspire you and get you out of your seat saying, thank you, Jesus, I claim that in my life right now. And here it is. I came that they might have, keep, and constantly retain a vitality, a gusto, a vigor, a zest for living that springs up from deep down inside. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Anybody got a deep down inside? You got a confidence in God? Deep down inside, you know that you serve the Lord of lords and the King of kings. And deep down inside, it's like living water that springs up out of your mouth, into your soul, into your life. And you just know that God is working in you. And you have a high life because God is good. He ain't done. I came that they might embrace this unrivaled, unequaled, matchless, incomparable, richly loaded, and overflowing life to the maximum. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, man. We could go on, and we will. <laughs> Praise God. It's in your DNA, right? You did that 23andMe thing for the, uh, your natural DNA. How about some spiritual DNA? How about focusing on some spiritual DNA for a change? You let the NSA and the FBI and the CIA know your DNA. Why not convince yourself that I got God's DNA? And it is working in me. And deep down inside, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I might be going through, I've got the life of God, the high life of God in me. I can do all things through my Savior. I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Why not practice that DNA for a change? Come on. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Y'all are just barely, you're almost walking on water. Abundant life, an extraordinary life, a quality life. Now, I wish you could snap your fingers and it just all would manifest. It's like some people get the wrong idea. But if you'll plant the word of God in your soul and in your spirit, it will grow. And it will produce a harvest of life. Say that with a harvest of life. Uh oh, I see Don hitting the hammond here. We're about to have church. A harvest of life is a lifetime of life that never stops giving. It never stops producing. God is working in us. His word is working in us in a way that just keeps on giving. It keeps building momentum. We're getting stronger and stronger, wiser and wiser, and we are learning how to live that overcoming life, that high life. Say the high life. I got the high life. Come on. Come on, sister. I'm with you. Hit them chords, Don. 
But I need you to understand that choices are involved. That's what God was saying in Deuteronomy 30. Choices are involved. Spiritual success, financial success, living a blessed life or a cursed life, a life of success or a life of failure, a lot of that is all linked to the choices that we're making. How many of you choose eternal life? How many of you choose Jesus? How many of you choose to believe he came to give you an abundant life? Well, these are choices that you don't make. Well, I made that choice 32 years ago. No, you make that choice every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I choose to walk in eternal life. I choose to walk in abundant life. I choose to praise my God. I choose to live for the Lord. I choose to serve God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my mind. And you reaffirm that. Do you ever reaffirm stuff in your life when you get excited about it? Or or are, are you... Your dull sword needs to be sharpened. Do you ever get jazzed up? Oh, I saw something on TikTok and I got all jazzed up. All right. I watched the Cowboys and I got all jazzed up. That's okay. But I'm never going to let all of that jazz up stuff outdo my praise for the Lord, my thanks to the Lord. I'm willing to get up. I'm willing to get up and say, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm dignified. All right, be dignified. Nothing wrong with being dignified. But sometimes you just need to lose it for the Lord. Is that right, Pastor Bruno? Right? You're preaching to the kids, and every now and then you would just like to see like they got hit with a cattle prod, a five-battery Whoa, yeah, Jesus! <laughs> ah, the high life, the Zoe life. Here's three ways we can live the high life. Three ways, real simple. Number one, choose life. Choose life. Number two, speak life. And number three, live life. Choose life, speak life, and live life. Amen? You choose life every day. You choose eternal life, and you choose abundant life every day. Give me this day my daily bread. And my daily bread is eternal life, wrapped in forgiveness, wrapped in love, wrapped in restoration, wrapped in redemption. Thank you, Jesus. And you choose daily abundant life. I thank you, Lord. You download your wisdom and counsel into my life. I walk in the favor of God. I walk in the blessing of God. You reverse every curse. You defeat every enemy. Father God, you reconnect me to every blood-bought promise of God. I claim it today in the name and by the blood of Jesus. You ever do that? That ever happened in your house? 
Look at our main scripture again. Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. This is from the New Living. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. It's not God's choice. It's your choice. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Now look at verse 20. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God. That's what you're doing this morning. You came to church to love on the Lord and let him love on you. Good decision. Good choice. But it goes on, you make this choice by obeying him. Oh, oh, now we've gone from ministry to meddling. What are you meddling in my life for, Pastor Scott? Obey, I just like to be a hearer of the word. You don't expect me to do nothing, do you? Yeah, we actually do. God actually expects you to do something. And then you make this choice by committing yourself firmly to him. Firmly means uh, something more than having one foot in the world and the other one in the kingdom. When you're sitting on the fence like that, you get hit from both sides. (laughs) Why is all this stuff happening to me? Because you got one foot over here. And one foot over there, and you're getting bam, bam, bam. Let's get that firmly settled today. I choose to serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my mind. And then look what it says. This is the key to your life. What is God's will for my life? I don't know what God wants for my life. It's the key to life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give to your fathers, your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Pretty easy. Can't misunderstand that. You could update that, and if you love and obey the Lord, you'll live the high life. Amen? The high life. Say that. I'm living the high life. Let's let's replay that. Turn him up. Okay. And look, there's something I need us to distinguish here. Because you can't just be in love with this image of Jesus. Like I saw the movie and that movie where the guy represents, I'm in love with that Jesus. 
you got to do something more than that. See, Jesus is the living word of God. He became flesh, and now he dwelt among us. He was the living word of God and became flesh. In his original state, this is Jesus, the living word of God. And when you have a relationship with the Lord, it means that you have a relationship with the Word. Do you ever hug your Bible? I would do that right now. Let's practice. Hug your Bible. That's why we read what we read, the confession of faith. This is my Bible. Everything that it says about me is true, and I believe it. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. So when you're making a commitment to the Lord, you're making a commitment to the Word. Amen? God's Word is the bread of life. Man should not live by uh, uh, donuts alone. Man should not live by Jersey Mike's alone. Inside joke. I love Jersey Mike's. Keep them coming. Jersey Mike's, you can tithe to New Beginnings. Just cl click the give button. Jesus said in John 6, verse 63... You can go over there in your Bible, John 6, 63. My words are spirit. My words are high. My words are life. My words are zoe. So when you are living the high life, the zoe life, a big reason why is because you know the word. It's your covenant. It tells you about your inheritance. It gives you all the blood-bought promises that you need to be claiming over your life. And then what do I do tomorrow? Lather, rinse, repeat. And what do I do a year from now? Lather, rinse, repeat. It's never-ending. Well, I already heard that. Oh, boy. So when you fall in love with Jesus, you fall in love with the Word. And then you obey his instructions. If you love me, keep my commandments. Number two, speak life. Somebody say that. Speak life. And begin by speaking life over your life. Stop cursing yourself. Stop saying I can't. Unless it's sin. Don't let all those bad seeds that people sowed, sowed into your psyche for, through the years that told you you weren't good enough, that told you you would never amount to anything, that told you you could never achieve anything, that told you you were a loser, that told you all the bad things, all of that has been washed away by the power of the blood. I got a few reactions, but not enough from the Methodists over here. All of that's been washed away by the blood. Thank you, Jesus.
This is from the Message Bible, Proverbs 18.21. We remember it as death and life are in the power of the tongue, but the Message Bible says words kill, words give life. Words kill, words give life. Oh, you're in that name it and claim it church. No, we're in a Bible church that believes that the Bible is true. And if God said words kill, then we better watch what we say. Because what you say is what you get. Flip Wilson. Right? Words kill or words give life. Well, I tried that for a couple days. You're not living life. You're putting a fleece out before God, and I'll only do something for you, God, if you do it for me. Well, he already did it for you. He sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, to die on the cross, shed his blood, so that you could be reconnected to every blood-bought promise and walk in the high life, the Zoe life, the abundant life. Words kill, words they're either poison or fruit. You choose, message Bible, you choose the poison or you choose the fruit. When's God going to do something? He sent me to tell you, you choose. Poison or fruit? Well, that doesn't really work, does it? Yeah, it really works. Let's just, let's just by a show of hands, how many of you believe the Bible really works? I see that hand, that hand, that, keep them up, that hand, up there, that hand, that hand, that hand. Hundreds of hands. So during this season of the shofar, it's a great time to check ourselves. Are we speaking life or are we speaking death? Are we speaking blessing or are we speaking curses? God, help us to be self-aware enough. <laughs> that's, that's probably one of the hardest things for anybody to ever do. Be self-aware enough to realize, what the heck are you doing, self? Why do you keep acting that way? That's why a lot of Christians join the rock-throwing ministry. They don't want to look at themselves. They want to look at you and your list. That's why marriages fail, because you're an expert on your spouse's list instead of on your own list. I ain't got no list. Oh, yeah, you do. You're the last to know. All right. We got to get through this. Go ahead. Thanks, yes. Amen. So <clears throat> I wrote this down yesterday, preparing the notes. Pastor got a hold of me, Scotty. I'm going to be with Tiz. I said, Pastor, we'll be praying. We got you covered. We're standing in faith with you. And, and so in preparing this, I, I uh, uh, wrote a confession for releasing abundant life, Amen. for releasing the high life. 
words give life or words kill? How about we start learning words that bring life? Who could use a little more life? Who could use a little more blessing? Who could use a little more miracle breakthrough? Well, say this with me. Father God, thank you for giving me an abundant life. Thank you for your amazing love and amazing grace and for every blood-bought promise in the Word of God. Thank you I have supernatural health. Thank you I have supernatural wealth. Thank you I have supernatural provision. Thank you I have supernatural protection. Thank you I have supernatural wisdom. Thank you I have supernatural vision. Thank you, I'm supernaturally healed. I have supernatural divine health. Thank you, I'm supernaturally led by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for loving me, for favoring me, for blessing me today and every day. And that every promise you've made is coming to pass in my life, my family's life, my children's life, my grandchildren's life, and all my extended family. Well, if you believe that, give the Lord a loud clap offering. Okay, we got to wrap this up. Number three, live your life. Please, live your life. Don't waste it. Don't watch life go by. Live your life. And live your life God's way. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 says, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. But like those who are wise. And make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Oh, beloved, our God is bringing us divine opportunities. And he's just wanting a church, a people. He's wanting you, he's wanting me to live our lives not as foolish people that don't understand the things of God, but as wise people that realize we serve an awesome God who's given us eternal life and abundant life, but we need to choose wisely how we're living our life. God, give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear so we don't miss opportunities. Amen. Live your life in such a way that you have those eyes to see, that you have those ears to hear, spiritually speaking, and that you'll make the most of every opportunity God brings your way. Amen. Live your life in such a way you'll be remembered. Right? People will remember you because you are a good guy, a good gal. You love people. You love your family. You love your church. You love your country. And on and on. Live, live like somebody that has integrity. 
that deals honestly in, in matters. Someone with kindness and compassion, that you have qualities of faithfulness, that you're a dependable person, a faithful person, a loyal person, a person that we can count on. God wants to count on you. And it's, you know, it's fun to live life with a smile on your face. Somebody wonder, Lydia, does Scott really sing all the time? Yeah, I really do. I got a song for anything. I want a soundtrack in my life that keeps me inspired, that keeps me motivated, that keeps me up. Amen. The joy of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And finally, live as a force for God. That's what I'm doing. I don't do it perfect all the time. Don't say amen, honey. I've made my share of mistakes. May God repair those things, restore those things, so I can be a force for my family. I'm watching that song and Candy and Andre uh, put the, all the video together. And man, uh, every time I saw it, man, I'm, I'm almost at tears because I'll never stop fighting for my family. I'll never stop interceding for you. And I know Pastor and Tiz, I know Luke and Jen, I know Brandon and Anna and Katie, the family, all the pastoral staff. We'll never stop praying for you. We'll never stop fighting for you because we know we need to be a force in this world, a force for God, a force for our church, a force for righteousness in this world. Praise God. Let me just seal this in prayer. We've got to go. We've got to get to Jersey Mike's before kickoff. I made this decision on March 11th, 1984. I was a wreck. 30 years of living dysfunctionally is my testimony. I waited until I was 30 to give my life to the Lord. Now almost 39 years later, here I is. Here's all my faults. But I'm trying to do the best I can to be a force for God and a light to the world. But when I made this decision, I didn't know all that was in store. I didn't know anything about the high life. I didn't know anything about the abundant life. All I knew was I was a sinner and I felt like I was living in hell and I needed a savior. And when I heard the gospel message that Jesus loved me even while I was a sinner, that he wasn't going to condemn me, but that he would restore me and he would put in me a divine destiny, a divine purpose that would carry me into a lifetime of life. I'm in. <laughs> I didn't care who else raised their hand. I said, I'm in.
And it turned out there was like a hundred other people that were in in that particular altar call. And we've never turned back. March 11, 1984 till now, we've never turned back. We've continued to live for God. So maybe you've never made the decision to ask Jesus into your life. Today is your day. It's a day of destiny for you. Or maybe you've fallen away. People do that. We talked, the pastor talked about the backsliding thing the other day. But maybe today you're here because you feel God is drawing you and it's time to come home. It's time to come back into God's perfect will for your life. This prayer today is for you. I also want to pray for those who want to renew their commitment to living the high life. So many of you love the Lord with all your heart, but maybe you're going through some struggles and you've forgotten about the abundant life, the promise of abundant life. And you're so focused on the problem, you can't see the promise. God's going to set you free today and get you back on a great journey, a wonderful journey, a journey that leads to abundant life. Praise God. So no matter who you are, just right where you're at, no one moving around, just bow your heads, bow your hearts in the presence of the Lord. Let God do something in your life today. Let God speak to you. Let the Lord touch you. Bring your saints home. Bring them back into a right relationship with you. Show them your love, your amazing grace, your mercy. Just let it rain down upon people right now. The love of God is raining down. The peace of God is raining down. The joy of God. The vision of God. The plan of God is touching you right now. Say this with me, Father God, I come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I know I've sinned. I've made my share of mistakes. We've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. But even as a sinner, you love me and you have a divine destiny for my life right now I ask you to forgive me of every sin to break every family curse redeem my life Lord restore my life Lord renew my life Lord in the name of Jesus fill me with your Holy Spirit Fill me with the high life, the abundant life, the Zoe life, the blessed life. And I'll be sure to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, if you receive that, give the Lord a praise. Amen. Amen, amen.
If you want additional prayer, our pastors, our prayer team will be up front. Come and say hi. Meet the staff. Meet the pastors. Meet your new friends. And also for grandparents, we have a special refreshment table in the lobby just for you. We have a little gift. We have a photo booth. And we just uh, appreciate all our grandparents so, so very much. God bless you. Keep Pastor Tiz in your prayers. And next Sunday is Apples and Honey Sunday. We're celebrating Rosh Hashanah and the biblical New Year. So please come out and join Pastor next Sunday. This Wednesday, Biblical Citizenship with Pastor Troy. God bless you. Have a great day.